Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. And I'm Tom Scholey, author of Jack Kirby, The Epic Life of the King of Comics and Fantastic Four Grand Design. We're taking a look at Marvel Comics number one, 1939. First appearance of Human Torch by Carl Burgos. First appearance of Submariner by Bill Everett. But first, we invite you guys to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new vids are available. Uh, mitigate that kayfabe effect, man. Get in early uh, on the videos that we talk about, and you're going to get uh, first dibs on the cheapest copies available if you can find the, the comics we're talking about uh, at all online. If you watch these videos to the very end, you're going to push our YouTube content out to a wider audience. It helps us grow the channel, helps us grow the subscriber base, and it makes us possible to uh, continue bringing you uh, these, these videos day in, day out. Uh, without further ado, let's take a look, man. Got a facsimile copy, uh, the Folio edition. Folio edition, yeah. Of uh, Marvel Comics right here. And uh, one of the earliest kind of trade paper, well, it's a hardback, but one of the earliest comic collections that I ever uh, got my hands on, even though it's not a collection, it's just uh, a hardbound version of Marvel Comics number one. When I discovered comic shops, at, uh, it was at Century 3 Mall, Bill and Walt's hobby shop. They had a glass case. And they had maybe three or four trade paperbacks. There was not a trade paperback model yeah. back back then that was anything significant. So what they had, they had this. They had a collection of Meltdown, the John J. Muth, Kent Williams, Simonson, Havoc, Havoc uh, Wolverine gimmick. They had uh, the Scorpio, blah, 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 Nick Fury, Tower Chaken comic. They had a trade paperback of like four or five issues of... G.I. Joe Special Missions, they had this thing. And uh, it's when you discover the comic shop that you then begin your comics history education. Yeah, you get a broader understanding of like what's come before beyond just this current moment. Exactly. Like you hit the grocery store, it's just du jour, man. Mm -hmm. this, these are the comics of the day and you can't build uh, a good sort of back knowledge with Stan Lee's soapbox. Ain't gonna happen. Uh, so when I saw this, just, it's so evocative, and the idea that it it's Marvel Comics 1. It's the first Marvel comic. I, I mean, you can't state that enough. I had know? to, you know, I saved up money. I think this cost 18 bucks. Yeah, it cost $18, mm -hmm. which is a lot of money, man. Like, I could have bought 20 comics, yes. or I'm gonna get one hardcover Marvel comic. And it does have some forward matter. Uh, it's reasonably well designed. What's interesting is this is a Bill, a Bill Everett piece of art. Copyright Steranko because it's in that Steranko book, and that doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, I guess Steranko paid him to draw it, but Bill Everett drawing, like, he just got sharper and sharper as, as time yeah. went on. Yeah, lo love his late stuff. We get, yeah, me too. We're going to do vids on that stuff at some point. Uh, introduction by Les Daniels, the guy who did the Marvel Abrams uh, history book, uh, 50th right, anniversary yeah. of Marvel. Just kind of like laying things out the, the way that he, um, you know, with all the vast research he did for the, mm -hmm. for that book. Yeah, there's like a book we've never seen. He had, the, the Marvels was supposed to be way more ambitious uh, that he had written, but it what it didn't adhere to the company line. It became a propaganda yeah. piece. Like the final printed yeah. version is a propaganda yeah. piece. Uh, so like this is a propaganda piece, and there is also like the Roy Thomas uh, bits where he does like an intro piece for the Torch. He does an intro piece for Submariner, and it's also towing that company yeah. line. Uh, there is mention of Carl Burgos going off, creating his own Captain Marvel, saying it's not his best hour, mm -hmm. uh, not stating that the reason that he did that <laughs> right. was because he was fucking pissed off yeah. that Marvel re-upped 
the copyright on Human Torch by having yeah. Johnny Storm show or fight, fighting mm-hmm. the Android original uh, Human Torch, destroying him, thus renewing the copyright for Marvel's purposes. He ran off. None of that is in yeah. here. Like this is we mm-hmm. learn that stuff later, but there's at least mention of it. Um, and of course, the color and the final treatment. Is this an issue one in your yeah, copy? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we'll take a look. We're going to use your copy. Let me just double check. Maybe it's not. Yeah. No, okay, yeah, there's something else in there. So that's not, yeah, that's not in that. Okay, um, so it's like those like Marvel Masterworks where you get that like hyper uh, saturated color. Well, if I mean, if you look at the pure cover, black lines, there's pieces of drawing that are drawing in the color that just don't exist and see all the lines in like the melting oh, yeah. you know and, and the, the little extra stuff that's that's gone you know, yeah that's... uh so we are not going to use my my version uh it's so blown out and just you know everything that we hate about yeah i mean uh, all, all the times i've i've seen these stories were in these kinds of reprints and my walk away was gee didn't marvel comics used to suck right. you know but then when you see you know the, the a more faithful reproduction it's a different story so we're going to come back to this uh because of like look at the treatment here uh we'll, yes right cart before the horse yeah. we'll, we'll get there man let's take a look so yeah the first marvel comic ever and, yes and so much of the dna of marvel comics is in here it's largely anti-heroes yes yes cover you know martin goodman publisher of pulp magazines yeah commissions one of the pulp painters to do a pen and ink piece and i would imagine that that guy also did the color steps okay here this is not burgos this it's, is not will it's not schomburg no absolutely not okay. schomburg comes comes yeah. later uh so it's one of the guys that was just painting those mm-hmm. random uh goodman pulps and it is fun to see what those like when you look at those pulps it's painted there's a lushness to it but when you break it down like it's kind of cartooning yeah so it's fun to see what those painters do mm-hmm. with black ink yeah and drawing potentially didn't have it uh, uh any kind of model for what human torch looks yeah. like comes up with his own version uh but here we and, go and then yeah a very different human torch on the inside that really looks basil wolverton but i do not think he was I mean, there that early yeah i mean he was at marvel pretty early but yeah probably not and and these comics are outsourced. Yes. Marvel at this time doesn't have a comics department. Absolutely. So they, they, they hire these guys, which is, you know, why like the copyright stuff is so egregious yeah. in these particular cases. Yeah, for sure. Bar- Burgos, Everett, and one other guy, they had, they had, they were part of a shop, you mm-hmm. know, and you create the comics ad hoc and you take them to a publisher who has nothing but a desk and the ability to write a check. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you deliver the comic, they put the copyright in their name, the publisher, that's what that's what he's buying. Mm-hmm. And uh, wash, rinse, repeat. So they, he builds this robot, you know, this kind of Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein kind of thing. He builds this robot, and because of the materials the robot's made out of, he bursts into flames immediately. So I'm thinking of, like, you know, the 30s, and so, you know, uh, they're, they're thinking of, like, celluloid and stuff. Or, or, um, Silver highlight film know, yeah, uh, yeah. Is, the, is the stuff that, you know, you put that, you put that in your uh, attic for a number of years, and as it de- decays and, and oxidizes, it becomes highly flammable. Yeah, acetate, all that stuff. It's like the distrust for these new materials. They're, they're going to burst into flames, and so that's what happens to this synthetic man that he creates. Yes, and, it's all plot device. So yeah. uh, the Human Torch, he escapes his his uh dwellings underneath the 
Yeah, like, they, like they, they encased keep them, in cement or whatever. Encased in cement in case they ever need him, they can bust. But they're probably not going to need him. But they'll leave him there so he doesn't cause harm. And immediately after he gets out, he causes mayhem, pa- right. pa- partially unknowingly, like a Frankenstein's monster. Partially, you know, a little bit of a mischievous spirit. But yeah, he's he's an, he's not Superman. You know, he's an antihero. You know, part part of the Marvel you know sauce. We're coming up with the language of comics, so yeah. we don't know what we don't know, and there are no rules yet. So this comic reads this way <laughs> and then that way. But there's a directional device that kind of yeah, it feels it right. Works, yeah, it feels right. Uh, and this, I like to think, like he looks animated here, but the way they treat it is like once they discover that he's down there, he's like sleeping or something. Mm-hmm. And they just have to go down and collect him and put him in his like little glass tube. But of course, the the pool that he jumps into is. Uh, the property of a racketeer guy who's going to use uh, the Human Torch as part of his fire insurance scheme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're still in like pulp land and you know, yeah, crime just, stories. Exactly. And yeah, everywhere he goes, it's it's you know he he causes like all this horror and destruction. It's starting as the pages go by like slowly codifying mm-hmm. what the torch looks like you know he does it yeah. in a matter of a dozen pages very cool this like this read was super fun like i've had access to this story in various other forms but i i was never able to sit down and read like i just couldn't do it yeah I just, until i got this version so readable so much fun it in is. this format it, it really is it sings and uh the strengths of burgos and everett sing on the page mm-hmm. because the other stories you could see where those kind of guys Paul Gustafson and yeah. these unknown dudes it's kind of like just whatever yeah S- Superman could stop a bullet but I don't remember ever seeing a panel in a Superman comic before this where like the bullet just kind of like you know stops in his forehead <laughs> right you do see that in movies in the Superman movies ultimately uh, the android human torch has to sort of answer for his crimes mm-hmm. Uh and and then he kind of finds out that his creator was also also had some, you know, nefarious scheme to use him in and just, kind of just yeah, yeah. just a money making scheme. Yeah. We're gonna you know take you on tour like you do the carny circuit, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like you know what fuck that too. He's fuck you. I'm out of here. And you think about like Fantastic Four number one. And the, and the first couple fantastic. That's the the torch would be constantly doing like fuck this. I'm out of here. It's a like, great ending. Yeah, it it is interesting. Uh, you know how much of this stuff is 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 there from the very beginning? It's all racketeers and stuff, all spies and saboteurs and shit in these old comics. Yeah. This uh, this angel story was this in yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, because this angel story is interesting too. Like he's kind of an interesting figure because they're like, okay, we got this crime wave going on in the city. Let's hire the angel, and it's like we don't even need to hire him because he's already started bumping off, you know, yeah, one he, guy at a time. He's throwing a rock in a window. With like the list of the bad guys, like oh dude, I'm all, I'm already on that shit. With his symbol, yeah, yeah, d- yeah, don't don't even trip. I'm I'm on it, and still it's even more rooted in New York. It's yeah. like you know the six big men or something like that. Mm-hmm. When New York was like the five the families. Five families. Yeah, super fascinating, and uh, he is in the spirit. You know, Martin Goodman was was a was a knockoff guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in the spirit of the established heroes of, I guess, like the Shadow, maybe Shadow, or something? Yeah. the Spider, mm-hmm. Phantom existed in comic strips. This this guy looks like Barzini. <laughs> <laughs> Your daughter's wedding purse. Uh, 
and our guys like a Clark Gable, just uh, nothing heroic about this fella. Yeah, but he's incredibly savage and lethal. Like, like I feel bad for the gangsters in this story. <laughs> he is like he just ki- is killing these guys nonstop. Again, kind kind of antihero kind of stuff. You know, hard edged stuff that 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 we associate with Marvel. I can imagine the frustration of trying to just just earn a buck legitimately, mm-hmm. and you see these guys with the kind of the balls to to do some black market stuff and just the frustration like i want to fucking chill it <laughs> just wish he wasn't there look at the weird color choices on this stuff like this is the hero like this guy yeah. stri- like choking dudes yeah, out choking. tossing them off of roofs hello carlo <laughs> yeah mad off register yeah again part of the fun and you would hear those stories of like old time guys talking about you don't understand just how off register comics were in the beginning and it's like now I'm seeing it but again it's like it 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 works like it this this is the way to read it yeah. you know it's it's um it feels pulpy it feels dangerous it's, exactly it's scary. Boot, and bootleg fast. yeah bootleg yeah which marvel kind of was you know yeah. it kind of was like the bootleg comic if 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 you look at the history absolutely and there's yeah. danger there so now we're at the uh, the Submariner story. And the cool thing about the Mariner story, well, I guess like a little history stuff, uh, the Submariner strip was done before Marvel Comics was a thing. It was yeah. going to be a part of Motion Picture Funnies. Uh, the idea was that it was going to be distributed for free at movie theaters. But and, mo- and, and movie there was going to be a movie to go with it, too. They were going to make like a Submariner movie. That's crazy. I didn't yeah. even realize that part. Uh, so he just was sitting on this strip. And uh, the strength of this art, I you know he's using duo tone. That's what we're seeing, yeah. and why it's so dark and and, and all of that. Uh, it did not lend well to. There's a lot of duo tones that you can buy uh, with different sort of distances between the the shading lines, mm-hmm. and his just did not reproduce well on this pulpy newsprint whatsoever. Uh, you can find like on Heritage Auctions. There were a couple of pages that have sold. It looks nothing like the reprints that we see because you see how dark it is. That's the darkest value of the duotone. And every reprint that was done since just really shits on. Yeah, it looks like this looks like a printing error. Yeah. This whole thing. Like like the other one, it looks a little dark. It's a little dark for my taste. Still very appropriate, very great. Whereas the other one is just like, this is, it needs to go in the trash. Right. Mm-hmm. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comic books that we make in stores now. Tom Shioli has Jack Kirby, The Epic Life of the King of Comics, complete biography about the, the man behind the Marvel Universe in one handy bound volume, two, 300 pages worth of material there. Fantastic Four Grand Design is still on stands. That is Tom's version of the complete Fantastic Four story in one handy volume. On the racks right now is Red Room Trigger Warnings, four issues of that on your local comic shop racks at this very moment, but the Trigger Warnings trade paperback is coming out September 2022, and Jimmy has Hulk Grand Design, Monster and Madness are in your comic shops today. The single issues, 40 pages apiece, telling the complete story of the Incredible Hulk, and uh, around Christmas time, comes the treasury edition of Hulk Grand Design with fluorescent ink on that cover. So that thing is going to stand out uh, a mile away. Now that we're done paying the bills, please support our comics. Let's get back to the video. But it is like, 
it's a moody story, it's a noir story, and it's underwater too. So the fact, like being murky is a plus. This, like, doesn't this look like it's just like an error? On, yeah, you know, like totally. Some, something that your TV would do. Yeah, it looks like that, uh, that one X-Force issue. Yes, but, right. That, yeah, the values are wrong. But, I, but you see, it is, okay, there is a purple here. There's a purple here. I would bet you they had to do massive cleanup. Right. Like, oh, yeah. to even see what this is, like, mm -hmm. compared to this, you know, like, there was massive cleanup done, and I just wonder if there was, like, lots of redrawing. Um, I mean, that that's that's what would happen in, in, like, the masterworks and stuff. Sometimes, you know, like an intern or somebody is sitting down doing some drawing. Right. But ultimately, on the pages, like, outside of the water where Duotone is still used, uh, it becomes a pure black. Mm -hmm. on on almost every yeah, other you, you Marvel reprint. Yeah, you lose all that detail of like the waves and things. Yeah. Again, like the, the folio, you know, it's it's like, I'm, I'm seeing these things with new eyes. Right. You know? Like, I mean, it's, it's drastic, the difference. But, I mean, it is, it's so, like. It's it, a different aesthetic. And yeah. it's, a, it's a really cool aesthetic. And it's like, you know, it, it's, it's. It's really interesting and cool where the other stuff is just junk. Like this, this is junk. There's, there's no reason to look at that or read that. You know? Right. Like I, I really haven't engaged with this work, you know, in, in any real serious way prior to this. Just, just because, you know, how do you, how do you sit down and read that? Right. And you see, like, I've seen photographs of uh, the, in, a, in issue one and, you know, it had the warmth of these mm -hmm. stevedores, like mm -hmm. like the, the worth of these stevedores would be captured really, really well. Um, but this is where it becomes, uh, to use a Gen Z phrase, problematic, uh, where this is clearly duotone, but they just, it's like they quit doing the redrawing yeah. and we're just like, let's make it all black. So it really does a major disservice to Bill Everett's drawing. Uh, because he's using subtle lines, and this is where you want to take a look at the uh, Marvel Mas—I mean, the uh, he uh, Heritage yeah, Auctions yeah. original art. Because he's using a very sensitive line, and using lots of duotone. Maybe you know, in the vein of like Roy Crane. Well, I mean, talk about like learning—you know—the the, the uh, vocabulary of comics. Like, it's learning like. Oh wait! I can do all this like cool stuff that looks great on the board. When it prints, it turns into something else. Right. Yeah. Uh, but here you go, man. Like, just totally showing up super, super dark. Yeah, again, like, I, I had so much fun reading this story yeah. in particular. And it is, like, just the atmosphere there. It's, you know, it's like... Um, this is the page know, that's on Heritage. And... Uh, probably the clearest page so far. And you see that there's all this, there's like a thin line and it is just black. It is just black. And this is pure, this is duotone with white cut in there to give you the speed. But mm -hmm. you just, it's, you just don't get any of that in uh, these like Marvel reprints. Okay, so uh, just breezing through yeah, here, man. Uh, this is Martin Goodman. Cowboy no, shit. Knockoff knock guy. We got... <laughs> Cowboy stuff. We had our our uh, spider shadow type guy mm -hmm. with Angel. A jungle adventure story. Yes, 
And a lot of these guys Alex are, are lost to the ages. Like, like their, their names are long forgotten. I'm still maintaining that comic strip four-tier thing. Got to give bang for the buck. That, that cowboy story reminds me of Fletcher Hank. Sure, like, yeah. Fletcher Hank. I wonder if it is him, but... And then Kazar, who was already a pulp character, but this is, you know, him coming into Marvel Comics. Yes, and the motif of the way this is laid out is uh, sort of arranged like the Hal Foster yeah. Tarzan comics mm -hmm. with very florid captioning all right. over the place. Yeah, the captioning on the bottom in a lot of Yeah, with, with volumes yeah. Of, of text. Uh, I, I bet you... If we had, you know, the complete Tarzan yeah, by Hal Foster. Yeah, you could put stuff side by side. We might be able to pull a couple, like... Like that face. <laughs> yeah, like that's pulled from something. Yeah. Yeah, but this is like that arrow, right? Like, mm -hmm. like I feel like I've seen a lot of... Yeah, like this one here. Yeah. One. Yeah. That is a Hal Foster piece. And you just see it repeated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still fun. St like, still a fun read. Yes. The, the um... The, the Human Torch and the Submariner stories are the standouts, but... This is this is, this is the yeah. bronze medal sto story, I would say, the, mm -hmm. the Kazar piece. Yeah. And uh, I guess no accident that the, that the character, you know, comes around again. Yeah, he, he has some legs. In the in the 60s. Uh, such a cool thing. With this folio edition, is this is this what you buy, or is there some bigger book? Or no, a, you, a you buy... Paper? It's the Marvel Golden Age, okay. which is like this massive, thick book collecting a bunch of, like, you know, Human Torch stories and stuff. And then this is, like, your little bonus. But this is, like, my favorite part of right. those of those uh you know collections super fun man there it is marvel comics number one uh in the folio edition where you get to see fo photograph from from original pages rather than you know like the marvel masterwork super saturated G going through some kind of weird filtration system of interns you know right <laughs> pleasure to look at man uh tom let the people know what you have out on the stands uh check out jack kirby the epic life of the king of comics fantastic four grand design american barbarian uh, and go to my Patreon to see uh, different comics I've created uh, at patreon.com. Search Tom Scholey. And I have a YouTube channel called Total Recall Show. Red Room Trigger Warnings. Trade paperback hitting the stands. September 2022. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in uh, Red Room Comics. Uh, go to your local comic shop. Ask for it. Get it pulled. Man, we have to know how many of these things to put out into the universe. Uh, if your shop banned the comics, or if your country banned the comics, there's still a way to get it, man. Uh, go to my link tree in the description below this video. Put in your orders and pre-orders for current and future Red Room comics. Hit up my Patreon today. Three bucks for the archive there. More than, almost 300 pages worth of material is up there live. I'm serializing new strips that have yet to uh, see a paper edition. They won't see print uh, for at least six to, six to nine months. Uh, but you could read them today on uh, the Patreon. We have a Cartoonist Kayfabe spread shop where we are selling shirts, hats, bags, fanny packs, all sorts of stuff. And you could help support the, the channel uh, that way. Jimmy's not here today, Tom. Please give the marching orders so that we could be on our way. Read more comics. <laughs>